Welcome to the All Around Joe Podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. On this edition of the All Around Joe Podcast, I am talking with the creator of Swanee's Blue Light Blocking Glasses, James Swanwick. James, if you do not know, is not only the creator of the Blue Light Blocking Glasses, but he also has a company that helps high performers to quit alcohol and improve their performance even more. Not only that, but James has been an ESPN sports anchor and has run multiple multi-million dollar companies. So if you would like to improve your performance, your sleep, your PRs, all of that stuff, I would recommend checking out this interview with James Swanwick. This podcast is brought to you by the Get Better Project, which is my program that helps people to get workouts for themselves in their homes with full gym equipment or no gym equipment. We got you covered all the way, A to Z, videos, program, everything that you need in order to help making your body work better, look better, feel better. All that fun stuff. So it goes great with wearing some of these Swanee's Blue Light Blocking Glasses. Uh, if you'd like to check out the Get Better Project, go to thegetbetterproject.com and click on Programs. We've got a couple of them there that will help to suit your needs. If you have any questions, let me know. All right, guys. Without further ado, let's get into this podcast with James Swanwick. Enjoy. James, how's it going today, man? Joe, doing so great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the call and talk about some cool tech. Where are you at right now? I'm in Venice Beach, California, but I have a funny accent, as you can hear. I'm from Brisbane, Australia. I've been living <laughs> out in the U.S. for about 16 years, and uh, yeah, just in, in Venice Beach. Well, that's cool, man. I've spent some time down in Southern California. It's a beautiful place to be. Yeah, um, I, I love it. I mean, I grew up in Australia on the East Coast in Brisbane, about an hour from the Gold Coast, which has beautiful beaches. And I've lived in New York, I've lived in Austin, I've lived in Bogota and Medellin, Colombia and Buenos Aires, Argentina. But it's funny, I just, I, I really like the beach uh, of, of Venice and I like the community there. Everyone's very health conscious. There's a supermarket there called Air One, which is like the world's most expensive supermarket, but it has, <laughs> it has like beautiful organic food, a real sense of community. I get to ride my bicycle and sort of, you know, cruise around on a, on a, on a scooter around Venice and, and, uh, it's a great lifestyle. That's, that's awesome. So, you know, I've heard, I've known of you for some time and I've been following your story and I think it's really interesting, but I don't know that everyone that's listening to this or watching this has, and I know that it's a really cool story. So if you could take us back and kind of let us know who you are and how you got to where you are today, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, I'll try and give you a, an entire life story in one minute. That's <laughs> so, so yeah, grew up in Brisbane, Australia, got a job right out of high school as a newspaper reporter for a Rupert Mur Murdoch broadsheet called the Courier Mail. Did that from 17 to 23. When I was 23, I did what many Australians do in their early 20s, which is move over to the UK. So I moved to London, got a job at Sky Sports, which is the British equivalent of Fox Sports covered the Rugby World Cup and uh, British, um, British Grand Prix and golf and Wimbledon and all that kind of good stuff. Made a big mistake, fell in love with a British woman who broke my heart. And so I was like, you know what, I got to get out of this country. But I wasn't ready to go back to Australia. So I got on a flight to Los Angeles on September 30th, 2002. I lived in the Hermosa Beach Hostel, about 20 minutes south of LA airport um, for about three months. 
paying $15 a night, sleeping in a bunk bed with a bunch of other snoring backpackers, <laughs> figured out how to stay in the country and get a work visa and started interviewing movie stars for a living. Because I was a journalist, had a journalistic background, I thought, well, I'm in LA, I might as well interview movie stars. So I started to interview people like Jack Nicholson, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Tom Cruise, Angelina Jolie. Um, did that for about five or six years. It was awesome. Got to go to the Oscars, Golden Globes, lots of MTV movie award parties and things like that. And then in 2008, I started a PR company. Had a lot of success very early, but then the financial crisis hit and I lost the business. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to just go nomadic for a while. So I went to Buenos Aires, Argentina to go and lick my wounds and um, for six months, learn Spanish, drink wine, eat steak, dance tango. And then when I came back to LA in 2010, I quit drinking for what I thought would be 30 days and I ended up just continuing to, to, to not drink because I enjoyed the benefits so much. And I haven't drunk uh, a sip of alcohol since. It's been nine years now since I have had any alcohol. And because I had that clarity, focus and energy, I was able to land my dream job hosting Sports Center on ESPN. So I became a television host and that, you know, got me interviewing people like Tom Brady and um, David Beckham and all these amazing people. Um, and then so many people kept asking me about, you know, not drinking that I said, maybe I should just create a business. So I, I quit. I quit being a sports center anchor and created a business called the 30 day no alcohol challenge, which helps drink, uh, people um, quit drinking for at least 30 days. It's now helped tens of thousands of people around the world. And then later on, I started a sleep company called Swanwick sleep. And we produce these blue light blocking glasses called Swannies, which you wear at nighttime. It blocks out the artificial light from the cell phone, TV screen, all of that light that disrupts your sleep. So now today, I guess you could say I'm a healthpreneur and that I help, you know, I help people quit drinking and I help people sleep better. Uh, and now I'm very much an, an entrepreneur living here in Venice Beach. Dude, so there's so much interesting stuff to dig into there. Um, you have talked to some really, really awesome people and you've been on ESPN, which is very interesting stuff. And then you've turned that into this, these business opportunities. Are you still really into talking with people and, and, you know, finding out about these, you know, high accelerating or high excelling people? I mean, I, I don't think I'll ever stop learning or ever stop, you know, being interested in trying to find an edge in my health, my wealth, my love, my happiness. I read a book a day. Uh, I go to conferences. I just... Uh, finished my own uh, my own conference here in Venice Beach. I had an alcohol-free weekend. Um, I'm always trying to surround myself with people who are more experienced than me and more successful than I am in areas of my life where I feel like I'm, I'm lacking or where I feel I, I want to grow. Just because someone has more money than someone else doesn't make them more successful, but it might make them more successful in making money. You sure. Know, that particular thing of line of business, because what is success? I mean, for me, success is just happiness, doing what you want, when you want, with who you want, having great health. So to answer your question, I think, um, no, I just, I continue to have an insatiable appetite for knowledge, for learning, for growth. And that means that I'll always be, you know, getting around people who are more experienced than I am, smarter than I am, wealthier than I am, healthier than I am. And, and, and I like 
feeling like I'm the dumbest person in the room. Because if I feel like I'm the dumbest person in the room, then I'm in the right room because I'm growing. I'm, I'm being pushed. I'm, I'm being called to a higher standard. Yep. Whose room are you trying to get into right now? Um, I'm not sure there's any one particular person's room I'm trying to get into, but I, I, I'm always trying to get into a room full of entrepreneurs. I just love yeah. business. I love, you know, creating products that help people. Um, I love solving problems. And so masterminds, um, uh, are great for me, you know, like business masterminds where there's other people, um, you know, um, who sit around and talk about business and how to do, get better in business and how to excel a business. Any of those type of rooms I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get into. Very cool. What would you say you are really good at or your superpower is? Uh, it's definitely connecting people or, or social skills, I guess you could say. Forbes magazine voted me one of the top 25 networkers uh, in 2015, which, uh, which was a really nice uh, nice, nice honor. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, being recognized for that, uh, is I'll take the feedback. If people think yeah. that, then that's great. And I think that's probably true. I, you know, I, I, um, I just, uh, like I said, I just had an event here at the hotel Irwin in Venice beach where I did a whole alcohol free weekend of business owners and entrepreneurs. And we, I had speakers and, um, it was a wonderful weekend. And at the end, people um, came up to me and said, you know, you're very knowledgeable and you're, you're a powerful speaker and you've brought together some amazing people, not just the speakers, but the guests, the caliber of the speakers, the caliber of the guests was very high. And someone said, you know, you can tell a lot about someone by, by the, the quality of the speakers they're able to attract and the, the quality of people in the room. And I thought, wow, that was a really nice compliment. And I'm not saying this to say, well, I'm so special or whatever. I mean, I'm just, just, just a guy, right? I'm just some dude. But um, I think you asked me what's my superpower. You know, I think it's probably that. I think it's probably people skills, social skills, um, connecting people, networking, if you like. Uh, I'm a natural extrovert. So, um, yeah, I think people or people skills would probably be my superpower. Do you feel like because you're an extrovert that your energy gets filled up when you're around people versus by yourself? Yeah, it does certainly at times. But then at the end of the second day of my conference the other day at seven o'clock where there is a line of people wanting to talk to me about stuff and I was like, I just need to go home and decompress. I'm yeah. like, I'm not an extrovert anymore. Now I'm an <laughs> in this moment, I'm an introvert. I want to like go home and lock myself away. And then yesterday, which was um, the, you know, the day after the event concluded, um, I took a me day. I just, I literally went and had, had breakfast at a, at a restaurant called Butcher's Daughter on Abbott Kinney, which is a very famous uh, street in Venice Beach. And then I went to the beach and I lay on the sand and I took my shirt off and I just sat in the warm sand and let the, the, the sun hit my body. And then, um, you know, I went and got a nice uh, green, a green uh, smoothie, uh, went and had a nice dinner and then, um, you know, came came home and passed out and went to sleep. That was a very introverted time of day, you know, where I didn't really want to converse with, with many people. I just wanted to replenish my energy levels by being alone. So there's a time to be extroverted. There's a time to be introverted, just like there's a, there's a season to sow and there's a season to reap. And 
you know, uh, finding the right balance, I think is key to having a healthy and happy life. Yeah, absolutely. So it's really interesting how you've accomplished a lot of cool stuff in your life. When you have somebody that is looking to kind of make their way into, you know, furthering themselves into success, do you have any kind of principles that you give them? Well, I always get around people who are more advanced or experienced than you are. So spend time with someone who's at least 10 years further along than you because that'll push you along for sure. Um, and then um, just taking action, taking massive action, just saying to yourself, just do it and jumping right in and not knowing that there's a safety net or not seeing that there is a safety net, but just trusting that the safety net will appear. Um, it's a, it's the most challenging thing to do because we're hardwired um, uh, to look for danger at every turn, right? Like it's, we, we can't turn it off. We can't turn fear off. Our human brain is literally designed to look for danger, to always be thinking about the worst case scenario. Because if we don't, then we'll get eaten by the bear or the wolf or, or a rival tribesman, right? So we're constantly looking for the bad in situations, which means, you know, if there's a business opportunity, for example, and it costs like maybe you need to spend $10,000 to go into a mastermind or to buy someone's program and you're like $10,000, oh, no, I can't do that. That's, I shouldn't do that because it's hardwired into our brain to fear doing that. But then if you can overcome that and you can take the action anyway and then you invest the $10,000 in this example, now you're propelled into momentum. You're propelled into action. Now you do the very thing that gets you results as opposed to not investing the $10,000 where you just stay in the status quo. So I think, I think really getting yourself, getting around people who are more successful than you in the area that you want to improve on. And then also um, feeling the fear and taking massive action anyway, which might involve investing your hard-earned money or your time. It might be saying, I love you to someone when you're scared to do that. It might be breaking up with someone who it's not serving you. It could be, you know, joining a, a gym where you're scared to do it. It could be, you know, it could be traveling, it could be whatever, whatever it is, feeling the fear and taking action anyway is going to move your life forward. Good stuff. Let's dig into the, uh, the alcohol. Um, were you having any adverse side effects with alcohol that made you really jump into the 30 day challenge? I mean, I'm a huge advocate of like, I haven't had alcohol in a couple of years myself. And just because I feel like the positive effects are so great versus like, I want to be productive tomorrow or, you know, I want to sleep well, all of these things. But what really propelled you to taking that leap? Because you're probably in a situ in situations a lot where people are drinking, I'm assuming. Yeah, well, I grew up in Australia, like I said earlier, where there was a, you know, a heavy drinking culture. It was just the normal thing to do to drink alcohol, have a couple drinks at night, have a few more on the weekend. And, you know, I wasn't really, I, I wasn't an alcoholic, but I drank enough that it was slowing me down. I rarely got drunk. Uh, I, you know, I would have a glass or two of wine each night, maybe a beer. I never... I rarely got drunk and I can't say I never got drunk, but I rarely got drunk. But what I was finding is that my sleep was being compromised. I was waking up feeling tired. I was more prone to eat um, poor food. Um, 
because I was tired and lethargic, I was eating more carb-laden foods, um, sugary substances. I didn't, my, cl- my clarity, my focus, and my energy was kind of low. And I realized in 2010 uh, that, you know, I'd put on about 20, 25 pounds pretty slowly, just gradually over the course of like a year or a year and a half, um, just crept up on me. And so this one morning I looked in the mirror and I went, James, you just look tired and weathered. It wasn't like I was rock bottom or anything. It was like I was operating in a six out of 10. I had six out of 10 health, six out of 10 wealth, six out of 10 relationship. Everything was six out of 10. It was just blah. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to quit alcohol for 30 days and see how I feel. And in 30 days, I lost 13 pounds. My skin got better. I slept better. I got greater clarity and focus. Right at that time was when I had the opportunity to audition for SportsCenter on ESPN. And because I had the clarity and the focus and the energy, I got that job. Like I went for it. I was just like, I'm going for it. And I think if I had been drinking, I can't say definitively that I wouldn't have got the job, but I could tell you that I probably would have let fear overtake me a little bit. And maybe I wouldn't have been as, as persistent or I wouldn't have been as like determined to get it as I was. So there's every chance that, you know, maybe I didn't get that job because I, 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 because I was drinking. And so anyway, I just felt so good. And I realized that I was attracting a higher caliber of person into my life. It wasn't that I decided to cut off my friends who were drinking. It's just, I naturally had started being attracted to groups of people who were more health conscious, uh, who were more growth minded. Um, and then I found myself getting into things like eating paleo style. I didn't even know what that the word paleo existed before I quit drinking. I started learning how to do meditation. I, I did a 10-day silent meditation called Vipassana. I, um, you know, just little just things that I never ever would have dreamt of doing. I just started learning about and then, you know, taking action on simply because I had 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 quit the alcohol. And then, you know, not much has changed since I gave it up. The only thing that's changed is that I got my dream job hosting Sports Center on ESPN. I've created two multi-million dollar businesses. I travel the world. I look the way nature intended me to look. I'm much happier. I look better. I have amazing relationships, and life just feels pretty damn damn good. So, you know, you don't need to be an alcoholic in order to quit alcohol. You can just choose to quit alcohol for lifestyle reasons because. Health, wealth, love, and happiness transforms when you do. Absolutely. And you seem like the type of person with all of the events that you're doing and the products that you're selling that you're trying to help people. And I am as well. And I find that one of the hardest things is getting people motivated to actually take the action to help themselves, even if you're giving them the information. Do you have any tools that you've learned or ways that you've helped people to motivate people? Uh, could you just clarify the question? Sorry, I'm not quite sure I understand. <clears throat> How do you go about motivating people to take action in a direction that you know is positive for them and that they want to go? Yeah. There's a lot of people out there that just they can't get their you know right foot in front of the left. Yeah, well, let me give you an example of how I get people, you know, how I specifically get business owners, executives, and professionals to quit drinking for at least 90 days. I have a program called Project 90. And Project 90 helps business owners, execs, professionals quit drinking for at least 90 days and, and beyond. Um, and what I do is, is this. 
I'll ask them, how, do you, how effective are you in your uh, productivity and in your business, your, your job, on a scale of 1 to 10 with your drinking habits the way that you are? And they'll most, more often than not, they'll say, oh, I'm like a 6 out of 10, maybe a 6.5, 7 out of 10. Not horrible, but not great, just kind of like average. And I'll say, okay, how much money do you make in your business? How much income do you generate? And they might say 200 grand, right? Just say on average, 200,000. I say, okay, so with you operating at a six out of 10, with you having a drink or two a night and your sleep not being great and you're a little bit overweight and you're lacking clarity and focus and you're not as effective in your job as you could be, you're making 200 grand. So great, six out of 10 means you make 200 grand. And then I'll say, now, if you were alcohol-free and you had clarity, focus, energy, you made an extra call each day because you had that energy, you did an extra deal, you performed a little bit better in your job and you, or you got another client or you increased your prices or you et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? All the benefits that come from being alcohol-free. How efficient or productive would you be? And they usually say, I'd be a nine out of 10. I say, great. So at a six out of 10, you're making 200 grand. How much money do you think you would generate at, being, at operating at a nine out of 10? And then they'll say, often they'll say, well, probably at least another $100,000, probably even double. And I say, okay, well, let's just call it, let's go in between and call it 150. Your drinking is costing you $150,000 a year in lost income. It's not that you're losing the money because you never had it. It's just that you're not generating that additional money. And they go, oh, the penny drops. It's mm. kind of like this aha moment. It's not that your drinking is costing you what you're spending on buying the alcohol, which may only be a few hundred dollars a month, let's say $400 a month, five grand a year. It's not that you're only spending $5,000 a year on alcohol. It's costing you $155,000 a year to continue drinking alcohol. It's the $5,000 that you spend on alcohol and the $150,000 in this example that you're not making because you're drinking alcohol. So to get to answer your question, to get people to take action, sometimes, especially for business owners and entrepreneurs who, who understand, you know, return on investments and put money in and you get money back, it's like, you'll, you know, you're not making $150,000. Your drinking is costing you $155,000 in income every single time that you're, you open that bottle of wine and pour yourself a drink. So little examples like that can really spur people on. It's like the, 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 it's understanding the pain. You know, yeah. look at the pain that this is. Like look at what you're missing out on. And then for other people, other people are motivated by pleasure and running towards reward. It's like you can make $155,000 more. <laughs> and then they're like, well, I don't really care about the money that much. I'm like, that's great, but guess what $155,000 additional income gets you a year? Freedom. Do you care about freedom? Yes. Do you care about travel? Yes. Where do you want to go traveling? I want to go to Thailand. I want to go to London. I want to go to Europe. Do you think you might be able to do that if you had an additional $155,000? Yes. Then quit having that seemingly innocent glass of wine every night because it's costing you that. Fantastic. So alcohol obviously affects sleep. Why did you get into the sleep business with the blue light blocking glasses? 
Yeah, so I was in a, in a restaurant in a hotel in Palm Springs, California, and uh, a friend of mine put on a pair of really ugly orange safety glasses, kind of like a plastic pair that, um, you know, that you get on Amazon for six bucks and made him look like a meth chemist. And um, <laughs> we were sitting at this table. It was a quite a nice hotel and it was a nice restaurant. And there was a table of very attractive ladies uh, adjacent to our table who were kind of like looking at my friend wearing these ridiculous glasses. And I turned to my friend and I said, Mark, you look ridiculous and you're making me look ridiculous by association. Get those things off. And he said, no, nah, man, I'm trying to block the blue light. And I said, block the blue light? What are you talking about? And Mark went on to explain that uh, light at night tricks our body and brain into thinking that it's daytime, which means we don't produce as much melatonin, which means we don't sleep as well. And when we don't sleep as well, we don't repair our muscles as quickly. We put on weight. We lose focus. We're not productive. We eat crappy food. We're irritable. We're not as happy and so forth and so forth and so forth. So he was wearing these glasses in this hotel restaurant to protect his eyes from the hotel restaurant lights overhead. There's also blue light being emitted from your cell phone, from your iPhone or your Android, from your television screen, your bathroom light, kitchen light, microwave light, alarm clock light. And he's explaining this to me. And I'm like thinking to myself, yeah, but I'm not, I've got to wear an ugly pair of orange glasses to block that blue light. <laughs> Why are they orange? Well, the opposite color of blue is orange. And so blue light cannot penetrate an orange lens, which is why you wear an orange lens. It blocks out the, blocks out the blue light, which means your body can then produce the melatonin that it, nature intended it to produce, which means you can fall asleep quickly, sleep deeply, wake up feeling nice and refreshed. So I go back to my place in Los Angeles and I go into my cupboard and I pull out an old pair of ski goggles that have a bit of an amber lens to them. And I put these ski goggles on and I start watching reruns of the TV series Mad Men on AMC. And what I found was after a week of wearing these stupid goggles as I'm watching Mad Men, I did notice that I got sleepier quickly. And then ultimately when I removed the glasses and rolled over and went to sleep, I noticed that I did fall asleep quicker and I woke up feeling noticeably refreshed. I was like, wow, this actually works. The problem was is that I didn't want to wear a pair of ski goggles or a pair of safety goggles or gun range glasses or a meth chemist goggles to block <laughs> blue light at night. And so that's when I, the idea hit me. I wonder if I can put this orange lens into a stylish frame, kind of like a pair of Ray-Bans glasses or you know, some kind of fancy styles where I would be motivated to want to wear these glasses consistently, like nightly and not only nightly in my own home, but also out on the town with friends or at dinner. So people would see me and not think that I'm wearing sunglasses at night and would notice them and go, Oh, they're quite interesting. And so that's how I came up with the idea to produce a pair of stylish blue light blocking glasses um, my last name is Swanwick. We um, called the Swan, the excuse me, the glasses Swannies. My nickname at school was Swanny, so I called these glasses Swannies. Uh, they've now helped almost a hundred thousand people sleep better. They're stylish. We've got you know Ray-Ban styles. We've got kind of cool clear frame styles. We've got um, fitovers, prescription kids neon colors, women's cat eye styles. So we make it kind of fun and stylish to wear. It's kind of where style meets health or health meets style. 
And now people are wearing these Swannies blue light blocking glasses all over the world and sleeping better as a result. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I know that like I follow a lot of these high-end CrossFit athletes that are trying to make it to the CrossFit games and things like that. And they'll post pictures of themselves wearing blue light blocking glasses that are just hideous. And then, you know, having found your company and seeing how they actually do look stylish or they look like good looking glasses. It's like, why are you guys, what are you guys doing? Um, but it's, it's fantastic. How have you guys done any studies to actually, or do you know any studies that talk about how much better someone sleeps when they are blocking blue light? Yeah. So there's lots of studies about blocking blue light. And we did our own study as well for, for Swanee's glasses, just to put it to the test. Cause we had, you know, when we started advertising our product, some people, very small percentage would go, this is BS, you're a snake oil salesman, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, all right, let's go get them tested. So we actually did an independent study um, and we, uh, we studied a group of people and we gave that we, we had them, you know, not wear Swanee's glasses for 30 nights. Then we, had them, we gave them the Swanee's glasses for 30 nights and then we removed the Swanee's glasses again for 30 nights. So we could go, what was their sleep like before using them? What was their sleep like when they used them? And what was their sleep like using them after them? And just to be clear, I want to just clarify, um, you don't go to sleep with the glasses on. You just wear the glasses right up until the point where you go to sleep and then you remove them. Okay, I just wanted to make that clarification. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we found is that on average, users reported falling asleep uh, seven minutes faster um, they reported uh, uh, sleeping um, considerably deeper. So they also, uh, I think it was 82% of them said that they noticed that their sleep quality improved. And then um, uh, people noticed, uh, people reported that they slept 11 minutes longer. So fell asleep seven minutes quicker, slept 11 minutes longer, and 82% said they slept deeper and, and woke up feeling much more refreshed than um you know, when they weren't using the Swannies. So that was cool. That was pretty cool to prove that, prove that the concept uh, works or prove that our, our glasses do what they're supposed to do. Uh, likewise, there have been um, dozens of studies from Harvard University to Brown University all over the world um, testing um, blue light blocking glasses in general, like, you know, bl- using an orange lens to block artificial blue light. They've found that um, in kids especially, they, their school grades improve when they wear blue light blocking glasses because kids today are staring at iPads, computer screens, they're playing video games. Um, and then when they put a pair of glasses on them, blocks that artificial blue light. They have greater clarity, focus, concentration, which enables them to get better school grades. So if you're a parent and you're listening to this and your kids are playing video games or staring into screens all day, you may be affecting their, their, their school grades uh, and also increasing their chances of macular degeneration and eye strain and headaches and, and you know, all kinds of um, um, personality uh, issues as well because of, you know, the frustration of staring into blue light all day. Yeah, absolutely. And sleep is just so huge. I mean, getting good sleep and recovery and your brain function and all that stuff, all what you're saying is such a big deal. Is there a prescription version? So like if people already have issues, does... Yes, there is a prescription version. Yeah, there's a prescription version. Um, So you can go to our website, swanweeksleep.com. You can just enter your script and we will make a pair for you and send it. We also have a pair of fitovers, which go over the top of a pair of prescription glasses. So if you just want to put a pair 
over the top. They sit really snugly on top of the on top of the glasses, and uh, and uh, and yeah, and we got kids' glasses as well in some fun neon colours like pink and blue and yellow and 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 orange. But you're you're a big CrossFitter, right, Joe? You're in a absolutely yes, yeah. sir. So you know the importance of of quality of sleep, right? And so if you're working out and you're working those muscles and you're exhausting your body, you're doing high intensity, you know that in order for you to keep up that intensity the next day or the next week and continue, you need to recover. You need to eat the right foods and you need to sleep well. So what happens if you don't sleep well? What happens, what happens to your performance if your sleep quality is compromised? Oh man, it's horrible. I mean like the not getting good sleep or getting good sleep, I would say is pretty much the number one i could even go without eating i could fast but if i slept bad you know it's it's not good as far as recovery you know i'm going to be sore i'm going to feel terrible yeah so if you're listening to this or watching this right now and you're in crossfit or you're a runner or or you know whatever kind of you know athletic performance um or sport that you're you are in if you are scrolling through your phone late at night or if you brush your teeth in the bathroom light at night or you drive your car at night, or you have an alarm clock next to your bed which, um, with an electronic time which tells you the time at night, then you are compromising your sleep and you are affecting your performance on the field or on the court or on the stopwatch, depending on what sport activity you're in. Because that light at night compromises your sleep quality. It's literally stimulating your pituitary and pineal glands, which suppresses your melatonin production. So if you are looking to improve your uh, lifts in the gym or speed up your times on the track or swim faster or set a record time in the CrossFit gym for completing your, 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 your daily routine, then you must block as much blue light as possible at night. And there are a few ways to do it, including wearing a pair of blue light blocking glasses, but downloading um, Flux on your computer, F period L-U-X, that will reduce the blue light exposure on your computer. Um, Using the night shift setting on your phone, if you go into settings, turn on night shift, that will also reduce the blue light exposure. And those two settings, Flux and night shift, are good. They give you about a three out of 10 protection, but it does nothing to block the blue light from your bathroom light, kitchen light, reading lights, speedometer light, the McDonald's golden arches lights as you're driving down the freeway, the, 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 the lights in your bedroom. All of those lights are affecting your times and your lifts and your performance the next day. So put on a pair of blue light blocking glasses with the orange lens, repel the blue light, Wear them in the last hour before you want to sleep and only remove the glasses once you've switched the final light off and then roll over and go to sleep. Wake up the next morning and then set a new record time, lift heavier, swim faster, feel better, look better and just, you know, everything will just be at an enhanced level. (laughs) I love it. Do you have a strategy for where you put your glasses in order so that you make sure that they're something that becomes part of your routine? Yeah, I mean, I have because I produce my, I produce the Swannies. I've got three or four pairs lying around the home at any <laughs> day, so I've always, always have them. But um, 
just setting up a visual cue, put them on the living room table, the kitchen table, wherever you're going to see them in the last hour before you want to go to sleep, put them there and put them on and then keep them on. Don't remove them. Now, if you go out to dinner with friends, wear them as well. You'll become so, so stylish and people will also, it's a great conversation topic, you know, like people will start complimenting you. Can I try them? Yeah, let me try them on. I want to wear them. And now you'll be helping other people. You, you, you do not look like a meth chemist with my glasses. Like I'm just vain enough that I want to look good. And I want to, you know, I want, I want men wanting to be me and I want women wanting to be with me, you know, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm that kind of vain guy. I want that. So that's why I, I've designed a stylish pair. So you can be the coolest person at the restaurant and also be ensuring you get a great night's sleep as well. Yeah. And as I'm listening to you say this, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, if I wear them and somebody says like, what are you wearing those for? Then I can start to teach them about how they can get better sleep. And if they can get better sleep and I can teach that person and they can tell somebody else and it has this ripple effect of them improving their health and fitness and overall well-being, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So last question for you. Um, I've heard that you've got a pretty cool kind of like daily routine so like, you know, morning routine all the way up through putting the glasses on and going to sleep. Would you mind sharing what your winning daily routine is like? Yeah. So I put my phone on, um, uh, sorry, airplane mode when I go to sleep each night and I wake up to a portable alarm. So I don't put my hand on my phone first thing in the morning. So my number one rule is never use the uh, alarm in my phone ever again. I have a $7 alarm, the alarm goes off, I hit the, hit the alarm and I get up and I write 20 things I'm grateful for in my um, journal every morning. And only when I've completed those 20 things do I then reach over and put my hand on the phone, switch my phone onto air, off airplane mode and now I'm in you know, work mode. So that has been a huge big game changer for me because what it does, it gets me out of reactionary mode first thing in the morning, it stops me. From being in my phone, it gets me living in a in a state of gratitude and writing things that I'm that I'm I'm grateful for. And what that does is that it activates my reticular activating system, which means throughout the rest of the day, I'm always going to be looking for evidence that life is good and that there's things to be grateful for. Um, I flood myself with natural light first thing in the morning. So, in order to sleep great at night, I want to expose myself to as much blue light as possible during. Um, uh, in the first half hour after I've woken up. The biggest emitter of blue light is the sun. So, And our skin has receptors in it that when the sunlight hits the skin, it tells our, body, uh, our body's internal clock, which is called um, a circadian rhythm, this is wake-up time. Now, that is going to help you produce melatonin later on at night. So first thing, wake up to the alarm, write 20 things I'm grateful for, usually sitting on the front porch in the sun, so the sun's hitting me writing what I'm grateful for, only then am I going into my phone. Um, I have exercise clothes ready at the end of my, uh, on the floor. So when I wake up in the morning as well, I put the exercise clothes on. So then after I've written in my gratitude journal, I'm now off to the gym, either Gold's Gym here in Venice Beach. Sometimes I work out next to Arnold Schwarzenegger, who, who frequents the gym quite a lot. Sometimes I go and do a high-intensity workout at F45. But because I see those, uh, exercise clothes, I put the clothes on, I'm more inclined to go and exercise even when it's cold or rainy. And now I'm starting to, you know, maybe I, I, I might ordinarily talk myself out of going to the gym on that day, because I've now I see the clothes, I put them on, I'm more inclined to go and do the exercise. 
Um, for uh, uh, I don't. Uh, I, I've been experimenting a lot with fasting lately. So um, for the most part, eighty percent of the time, I don't eat before twelve o'clock. Um, I'm often doing sixteen-hour fasts and eating in an eight-hour window. Um, recently, I've done th- uh, th- about six twenty-four-hour fasts as well. Fast for twenty-four hours, then eat. Um, and that's been really interesting um, for clarity, focus, energy, and weight loss. Uh, and then, uh, obviously, at nighttime, I wear as I, I wear my Swannies blue light blocking glasses in the last hour before I go to sleep. I keep them on right up until the point I, I remove them and, and you know switch the light off, and then I, I sleep beautifully. And then, and then I start it all again the next day. It's fantastic. It's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I, you know, you epitomize the walking the talk and trying to improve yourself. So I think it's really cool to have you on the show. Um, how can people find out more about you, follow your journey and get themselves a pair of these glasses or get yeah. themselves out of the, you know, their alcohol slope too. Yeah. Well, if you're, if you're a business owner, executive or, um, uh, entrepreneur and you're looking to quit drinking for at least 90 days, you can go to jameswanwick.com slash project 90 and you'll see some details there follow me on instagram at james swanwick um uh, you can also go to 30 day noalcoholchallenge.com and if you're interested in the glasses if you just go to swanwicksleep.com or type in swannies or swanwick sleep on amazon you'll find the glasses there in the different styles and you can start rocking and being a swannies wearer awesome Cool. Well, James, I really appreciate your time and thank you for sharing all of this fun insight and cool stuff that we can put into our lives every day. So appreciate it and uh, take care, man. Thanks for having me, Joe. You bet. That was my interview with James Swanwick, the creator of Swanee's Blue Light Blocking Glasses. So if you would like to improve your performance, sleep, mental clarity, get more PRs in the gym, sleep harder, better, do more, faster, all that fun stuff, I would highly recommend that you pick up a pair of Swanage Blue Light Blocking Glasses. I definitely have a pair of them myself, and I'm a huge fan of blue light blocking glasses as a whole. I think that it is definitely something that we need because we use so many screens. So pick pick up yourself a pair and do yourself a favor. This podcast brought to you by the Get Better Project, the high-end at-home training program for people that have full gyms or no gyms. Just head over to thegetbetterproject.com and click on programs and you'll see what we have to offer. And we look forward to seeing you soon. The All Around Joe Podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. I will see you on that show.